I'm not in a singing mood today, Nick. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. What's happened? Nothing. I'm just a bit tired and a bit hungover. Hungover? It's Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> you were, wasn't it only a month ago we were talking about how great you felt when you weren't drinking and you cut alcohol right back? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure I did say that, but that doesn't stop me from, you know, um, climbing into the devil's uh, lounge. Ugh, is that a saying? <laughs> the devil's lounge. I think lounge. you need to drink more. I think you're in I a think... middle ground here where this is not going to work. You either need to get another drink in you and fast, or we need to get, get you right back to sober somehow. Well, yeah, I have been told historically that I have commitment issues, so maybe I should commit to drinking. I mean, arguably, that's the one relationship you've fostered for as long as, long as I can remember. <laughs> yeah, <dude>. Still <laughs> oh, going strong. Still going strong. How you been? Are you good? I'm good. Did you hear that COVID's over? I did hear that. Isn't that fantastic? There's just no more anywhere. Just bizarre. Yeah, it just disappeared like uh, like it was a intergalactic species and they just all popped on the ships and went back to their home planet. I think that's a good analogy, actually. Yeah. Uh, it was like one of those things in like Signs, yeah. the movie, where they were just like, they came out of the, um, of the, of the house and they were trying to sense if there were any more aliens left. And then it was like, oh, I guess the aliens have gone. Yeah, they just disappeared. And, and it happened, it happened, it's happened quite abruptly as well because we've, it was only so, not so long ago that we had, you know, we were in lockdown. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they're like, hey, d- by the way, tonight you don't even have to wear a mask in a supermarket. Yeah. So you, for context here, tell us what, what's happening in Melbourne now. So as of uh, recording on Thursday, as of 11.59 p.m. tonight, they're basically removing all restrictions. Yeah. No density requirements for hospitality venues. No masks um, unless in high-risk settings. Um, no caps on how many people you can have at your house. Nothing. So what is the current vaccination status of Victoria? Almost 90%. Right. And that's of the eligible population. So there are still... 12 and over, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so 90% of 12 and over, right? It's a lot of people, eh? Yeah. But then when you think so about it, like the population... probably equivalent in Melbourne to the entirety of New Zealand, right? Because New Zealand's population is around 5 million... Melbourne's around 5 million, right? Uh, yes, yeah, 6 million. Yeah, so the, the number of people vaccinated in Melbourne alone is probably equivalent to the number of people vaccinated in New Zealand. Hmm. But what about the Hobbits? Do they Are they eligible yet? Um, I think they're waiting on that because there's been sort of a, a slower rollout for different ages and things. And I fear, I, I know this is um, factually inaccurate, but I fear they've been lumped in with the kids. Which is a little bit, a little right. bit racist. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely racist. It's all bureaucratic bullshit. <laughs> um, but I was thinking, like six million population in Victoria, ten percent of the population unvaccinated, still six hundred thousand people. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, how so many? Uh, there must be stats here we could look up. But I say, why look up facts when we could just amble and speculate our way through without facts have facts have never been my friend no um but i have to imagine some decent proportion of those are kids right a larger a larger proportion of the unvaccinated population now has to be kids more than 
adults, surely. Yeah, those anti-vax kids, mm. you know? Yeah, out there with the billboards. They, um, they have been protesting pretty hard uh, about another bill that they're trying to get passed right. at the moment that will basically extend... I don't really know. But I think it would extend the state of emergency, which gives the government power to um, put in place restrictions. Yeah. But there was like... They've been like... It's like kind of gearing towards like this... I mean, on a massive... On a much less a scale. But like this... The... Um, what were the thing? The Capitol riots? Yeah, right. They're like, we're going to storm parliament. There's like a truck... This, they're camping out overnight on the steps. There was like a, a, a jeep that was towing a, a noose. Oh, God. With like Dan Andrews on it. It's like full on. Yeah, right. I mean, Trump's got a lot to answer for. Like, he's really... Where is really... this being whipped up, though? Is this conservative talkback radio? Is this where that is all breeding? Or is it like weird alt-right Australia Reddit or like dark spaces sort of... Well, I think... What COVID has done and what Trump has had a part in is that it's not even mainstream media that's doing this because the internet is so... Um, it's a free-for-all. Was, yeah, it's a free-for-all, but everyone has access to the internet. It means that these guy, these people can just go down rabbit holes. This is my hunch or my theory, that they can just go down rabbit holes and YouTube's algorithm will just keep you going and watching more and and so you don't even need the mainstream media and it maybe the mainstream media is, in australia is not even responsible for this shit it's like the internet celebrities they're like the anti-mainstream media celebrities that are on youtube even in australia like australian celebrities or uh, like american sentiment sorry and the american celeb- viewpoints of australia's dictatorial stuff is actually percolated to australians now as well Definitely. Right. Uh, and celebrities is probably... A, I mean, they're celebrities in their uh, yeah, own... Yeah, they're, they're, they're well, influencers in the, in the most literal sense, right? Yeah. Um, but they've when they had the, the big protests that we talked about a couple of weeks ago, I was watching those protests on like a... They were using a, an app. And I was watching the protests from inside on a Twitch stream. Mm-hmm. And... Within that, this was being broadcast by on the on the platform of these like so-called celebrities that are anti-mainstream media. Yeah, that are like the heroes of this movement. But I think there is a direct correlation between those guys and what is happening in the United States. And I think what Trump has done is validated the loonies because before they were kind of in the shadows, it was kind of laughed at. But then Trump came in. And he completely validated those guys. So now they think, oh, well, we've got a legit movement here. And now they're just walking around the streets like they, the cause is legitimate. Yeah. It's, it must be quite surreal to see it in an Australian context, I think. Because that does feel so atypical in terms of Australian behavior, right? Australians being yeah. larrikin-esque, like yeah. self-deprecating lazy like very hard to get say a climate change mm. walk or a, a gay rights parade you know or like movement to show up at a at a parliament house steps in in typical australian enthusiasms 
So it is quite weird to see that kind of thing actually at all in, in an Australian context. Yeah. But it, I guess it's like, a, it's kind of a numbers thing. Like you only need, I mean, they're a very passionate bunch mm. <laughs> to be very generous. To them. Yeah. Um, but they're, they're a very passionate bunch. A lot bunch, of enthusiasm. So they don't certainly <laughs> very motivated. <laughs> they don't that represent. It, it just reminds me of, um, sorry. Uh, it reminds me of, we were at a, um, uh, uh, so we went for a road trip uh, about a month ago and went to a cave system and did this cave tour underground up at um, sort of outside Nelson on the north, north tip of the South Island. And we were going on yep. this tour and there was, uh maybe eight of us on the tour and one of them was a family two parents and a kid you know and before we went into the thing the tour guide looked at everyone and was like okay so we're going into a cave system it's very very old and the most important thing to do is not touch the rocks because the oils in our fingers that if you touch all the stalactites and the stalagmites, they start to die off and and decay and and so we just don't touch anything and then this kid who was just an absolute fucking rebel would go through and just he was playing a game called how many precious rocks can i touch <laughs> so he was just oh, like every time you were going up a step you know t- walking things he was picking rocks off of the ground and put them in his pocket he was holding all of the stalagmites as he was walking past and this guide every five fucking minutes would have to stop and say okay now remember the rules remember what we said they're just looking because it's very very important that we don't touch them and the parents were doing jack shit and doing nothing and this kid was just running riot and she was trying to explain things about, okay, so they're formed by, you know, millions of years, the water droplets leave behind. And this kid would throw up his arm and like ask, like scream questions at her right in the middle of the thing. And, and he'd be like talking over her and she'd say, okay, it's listening time. It's listening time. These parents are doing absolutely nothing. And eventually she resorted to, I really appreciate your enthusiasm. I really like <laughs> your um, your interest. Like it's very great how motivated you are. Like it's very nice. But this is this is time for you to shh. This is shh time, which is just like the most the euphemistic. Like I love your enthusiasm for you're being an absolute fucking asshole. Cut it out. But this is the nicest yeah. way I can say it. Did that work? Absolutely not. The parents were looking around like. Well, I don't know why he's doing this. I mean, you know, and at the, like the guide got to a certain point where she got down onto her hands and knees and says, okay, you need to stop touching things now. Otherwise we're going to have to call the whole tour off and we're just going to leave because I can't trust you not to touch things, which is not a particularly mean telling off, but no. it needed to be done. And then she stood up and she looked at the parents who had done again, jack fucking shit for this entire mm. tour. And she goes, sorry, I hope that was all right. And it's like, yeah, we've all been wanting you to shut the shit up forever. But the parents acted like, uh, well, I don't know. It's not really our responsibility if he goes around touching things. Like if I had been there as a kid touching touching those rocks as I went through, I would have got a smack. I would have got a smack yeah, like dude. five minutes in. <laughs> I was that kid and I would have got a, one of those precious rocks to the head. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, but you just reminded me of like, oh, he's very motivated. He's very. I love your passion. I love your passion. Shut yeah. the fuck up, you piece of shit. Yeah, no. Uh, what I was saying, though, these protests, they don't represent society at large, but because they are passionate and motivated, they get out there. So their presence seems to be more... Um, seems to They seem to have more of a presence relative to society than they actually do. Does that make sense? Yeah, no. They get, they get more attention and more coverage than they are proportionately 
owed because yes. 5.99 million people don't give a shit <laughs> and, no. and but they're not out there on the on the streets saying we support the vaccine <laughs> well that's right it's like yeah i guess it's like giving bad reviews yeah like people were more inclined to give bad reviews than good reviews yeah well if the dumplings had been given to me straight away i wouldn't have needed to jump on fucking loser though dude i mean i every time i see one a bad google review i'm like god that person's a sad person you know uh, we've had uh, we've, uh, i've been mo- moving house and we have had the worst landlord sorry the worst agent in history like seriously just like coming or going uh, leaving so we we have just left her yeah the worst landlord you could possibly imagine. Like she wouldn't get back to emails. I, I gave notice to vacate. She didn't even acknowledge it for two weeks. Yeah, wow. Didn't even acknowledge it, and we had to like sort of think. And when we first moved in there, we we had moved in all our stuff, and then we were like, "Oh, she's acting. This agent's kind of acting a bit weird." Or she's kind of giving a few a little a few alarm bells that she was like a bit unprofessional. So we looked her up. One point four stars on Google. <laughs> I've never even seen one point four stars on anything. No. How so, I didn't uh, even realize I'm, you could give landlords fucking ratings. It was it was the whole company, but then it was all of the comments were awful. Vanessa, this changing places, real estate. Everyone, don't. Don't fuck with Don't get a house with them. They're the worst. Welcome to Deep Thought, everyone. Thank you for for being part of this. Um, it, I like to think of it as a sort of a community uh, of oh, like-minded individuals. Um, we're a, a, we're an audio podcast, um, but we speak through the medium of thought. And sitting through the internet with me, my friend Michael. Hey. Hey. Hi, Nick. Hi, everyone. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. Look, oh, that's two times in a row. I've, 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 have we turned a corner? <laughs> Who knows? Oh, I've got nothing left to say. That's you've said my name. You said hello to me. That's that's all that we need in this segment. And for once in my life, there's just a burden lifted. Um, God, oh, I... just get on with it, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, and I'm Nick. Hi. Yes. Okay. We get it. No, that's the whole point. Of it. I have to do it. Um, what are we talking about right. this week? I was just going to say, I, I would hardly call six people a community. <laughs> hey, hey, it's, if, you can, if it's enough to, to go bowling with, that's a community. Oh, why do people keep talking to me about bowling? This is the second time of this today. It's coming back. About it's coming back. Um, well, you wanted to talk about robots and why you don't think they should have babies. <laughs> You've conflated two topics, but it's it's quite possible. Um, yeah, I thought we, we've had one on the list from a long, 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 long time ago. And I fig- uh, I tried to look for who might have sent it in to us, and I don't know. But uh, the topic posed to us was, would you vote for an AI government? Would you allow computers to run your democracy or, or make those kind of decisions for the society? Which I think is quite interesting. But I've also got a few like little bits and pieces of AI stuff floating around as well. So I thought maybe we could dive into that 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 cyber space. Sounds great. Yeah. Um, what's AI? Okay. Well, maybe, maybe we should do the other one then. Because if I don't have to explain this, then... 
Oh boy. Why don't you just start talking and I'll like just work it out. <laughs> okay. AI yeah. as in artificial intelligence, as in oh, artificial um, intelligence. robots and and more more to this point, uh, algorithms and neural engines and that sort of thing, which are making decisions and interpreting data for uh, scientific or medical or governmental or you know vehicle purposes like we're seeing ai crop up in a whole bunch of different places now yeah um so did you want to start at that big picture question submitted by someone um or did you want to go a little bit more granular first i'm, I'm up to you now let's go let's go big pick and then go little dick big pick little dick um story of your life the best place to start, I think, is probably with that question as posed. Um, would you, would you let a artificial intelligence run the government? Would you vote for an artificial intelligence run government, or do you think it's better with a human? All right. Before I can answer that, can you ex- can you give me can you paint a picture for me what of what this might look like? Okay. Um, so currently. Let's say we have a, a budget, uh, like a, a national budget of $100 billion, say, coming in a year. These are made up numbers from our taxes. They're being paid and that money gets dispersed into various services and things. So it could go into roads and infrastructure. It could go into the medical system, the healthcare or aging population, schools, um, or back into business, you know, through various tax breaks and that kind of thing. So those decisions are made by politicians on the basis of um, political ideologies, which people vote for. Um, you know, I'm I'm a lefty, so I want investment in green energy and gay marriage and um, bestiality. You know, the big three. And <laughs> the conservatives want you know religious doctrines and big business with no rules and uh, straight people only that kind of stuff. Right. Um, So if that is the case, you as a, as a citizen get the right to vote, you choose people and then the people in power get to allocate those funds or enact the laws to make the country the way that you support. I think the hypothetical here is okay. You, instead of allowing fallible humans to come in with their biases and prejudices and and you know potential for corruption potential for um institutional um excess why don't you let computers do it all why don't you put artificial intelligence in charge of tackling the problem on and and i guess on paper end up with a more equitable result I so suppose that runs the numbers, but then how does it determine? How does it determine who needs what the most and what priority? I mean, I guess we just program the algorithm, but then isn't the algorithm still a human uh, projection? Yeah, I think that is the the core question or the core flaw of this hypothesis. Right? It's. Uh, someone still has to at least set up the algorithm, set it up to, to operate a certain way. So you are still potentially dealing with human biases in the way that it gets implemented. Because the whole thing is priority, 
what is the what are your what are our priorities as a society? Yeah. So how is a robot? How is an AI going to work out the priority? I suppose it is better theoretically, like an AI might be better theoretically at equanimity in making sure that um, everything is allotted fairly or equally, regardless of things like perhaps racial biases or gender biases when it comes to things like pay for government employees or i mean that that's probably been eradicated now but like you might be able to to avoid some cultural biases if it's all done automatically and by a computer sure but what but so if government should be a reflection of society I mean, I like this idea off the bat. I like it off the bat. I just don't know how it's going to work. If the government should be a reflection of the culture or the society, so take you know Australia for an example. For example, the government ideally would reflect the views of the majority of the population of Australia. Okay. So it would still be that we would vote. I guess we. I guess maybe that's what it would be if the if the citizens of that nation voted, and then it would use, you know, just say you know seventy percent of the population of Australia uh, wants um, gay bestiality with uh, <laughs> gay bestiality, to be, gay bestiality to be legalized. Yeah, then then it would kind of bloop 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 bloop. It would compute that. That's how that's a compute. That's a yeah, modern I, computer. Thank you for explaining. Yeah, um, it would compute that based on, but then we'd have to like vote for each issue, which is not going to work because people don't give a shit. Because at the moment we just vote for one party and then they take. We're like we represent these issues. If we could vote on every issue, then it could work. But then we're still going to need to vote for like. Yeah, some I mean, sort of party. I I think I, I think you're right. Like the concept should be still something that humans get a say in, right? But at that point, if you're voting for everything, then the AI is kind of superfluous. What you're really asking for there is just a standard government run by humans, yeah. but one where the majority opinion wins right yes and that's not and which is an electronic yeah system it's not a it's not an ai government there are actually there is a party which i think advocates for it i forget the name of it in australia it's one of the minor parties it may not be there every single election either but one of the parties policy is exactly that that they will not take a position on any law that isn't supported or voted for by a majority of people in its um, party. So it is something like, we'll come into power, and then we'll be absolutely, it's like, it's not about us, it's not about me, I swear that I will take the majority vote on this, and you just log onto a poll and be like, should we vote yes for marijuana? Yes, okay, I'll put in that vote then. So there is someone out there which has tried to make that kind of political system work, and they've, as far as I know, gained no traction whatsoever. Well, that, that, yeah, I mean, it's an interesting concept, but ha- they don't have any identity. I mean, who are the that's followers? That's the thing, though. That's, that's going to be. It has to be the kind of tech bro, 
like nerd yeah. nerd um neo-capitalist uh sorry neoliberal kind of um that kind of sphere i think which likes the idea of that impartial tech run majority yeah. rules kind of thing but I, I i think you've hit on something key there which is that the idea of majority run um advocacy or uh, the majority run um politics is kind of incompatible with some of the broad sweeping changes that occasionally need to be made in order for society to progress whether that mm. is defending the rights of minorities or taking big swings like we've got to commit to carbon zero by 2040 so that mm. the planet lives that's the kind of thing where a simple majority can never get over the line but it takes a leader with charisma or you know um a strong argument a strong leadership style or political manner to make that case for people mm. and if you have an ai or a impartial hands-off political party they're never going to be able to make the case for something that hasn't already got there through other cultural popularity means, right? Yeah. Well, look, the people, citizens don't necessarily know what is best for them. Absolutely. So if we are talking about an AI government, we're talking about a, a, an, a, an intelligence that can factor in everything including things like uh you know uh, net zero by a certain you know net zero targets whatever but then if it was like an ai f government for the for the for earth rather than like individual countries that would make more sense because then it could compute okay what is okay people are going to have different opinions on how to govern and or how to divvy up certain money but the ai if it could, and this is completely idealistic, factor in every single possible computation calculation and say, okay, this is the best outcome. This this will provide the best outcome for the entire Earth. But do you think that would actually be... And that would be that white people have everything, which I think... <laughs> Oh, we do have an AI government already. Then, the um, the <laughs> nice dude, that, really um, edgy. Yeah, thank you. I, I every month I have to reapply for my woke badge, so I just need to get something <laughs> like that on the record and make sure. Oh, I love it when you joke about that. <laughs> um, the uh, the problem with that, and the reason why that seems actually less likely to result in positive outcomes for me, is that I think the geographic distance would make the sense of unfairness more pronounced for say you're the u.s and you're all paying your taxes right and you live in your suburban houses and you're effectively rich by global standards but you pay more or have to give up more of of the international wealth so that chad can get it you know infrastructure bill through in in africa the the sense of hilarious name for a country wonderful um <laughs> chad the sense of resentment there, I think, has got to be much more pronounced, and the 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 likelihood of that system being um, resented or seen as not delivering to the people regionally is likely to be 
much more pronounced than if it's applied nation to nation, I think. If it's one nation and you're at least closer on one end to the other, like the scale of of the haves and haves not, the 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 infrastructure needs, the all of that kind of stuff is somewhat closer together than the top end of the globe and the bottom of the end of the globe, right? I just feel like you're probably more likely to at least go along with it if it's a more contained system. Right. You're saying that, that certain countries would have a, t- a tough time giving things up? I think that the people, the individual people, if you said to you know, Joe Blow in Nebraska that mm. 80% of your taxes are being sent to Nigeria so that they can get a new highway and you won't have as much resource going back into... Well, it's not, is probably the point. Um, But going into um, your local community or even your nation because you're already further ahead, then I think that that's going to cause much more unrest than if it was a, I, a national system. I agree on, in, a, in a practical sense. But also in an, ideal, uh, in an ideal sense, that's what we should be doing. The only reason why we don't think like that now, we don't think more on a, a global scale or, we, or we, ha- we, we, can't, we feel like we can't relate to people who look different to us, is because we have evolved in tribes. It's just tribalism. So the ideal version of this is that we are all earthlings. Yeah, I, it, like if you can get to that point, I think that's great, right? If you can skip the 30 years and just get to the point where most of the the world is now sort of on a level playing field and there's an AI government mm. and everyone's kind of like living under our communist robot overlord, then that's kind of <laughs> like a nice, better place than the world is in now, right? You can make those global choices so that you don't have climate change or you don't have the mm. wealth disparities or food disparities and all that kind of stuff. You're probably better. But I think that mm. intervening like three decades where an entire generation grows up where all of their hard work is being sent elsewhere in the world to lift up people that historically have not had that, I think mm. it's going to be fucking... <laughs> Yeah, you wouldn't want to live in those times. Well, isn't that what we're doing with white men right now? Uh, I mean, a version of it. Like, we're saying you've had it good for this long, you know? But what are you taking away from white men at the moment? Our fucking voice, dude. (laughs) Our fucking freedom of speech. Our our rights to abuse women and or minorities. Yeah, or sometimes both. (laughs) <laughs> That's why I said and or. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I skipped over the and in my head. Um, <laughs> Do you think we'll ever get there? Ever? We need, and I've said this for a long time, and it, I've said it on this podcast, Nick. We need an alien invasion. Or we a just meteor. need one. Yeah, just one. We need a little alien invasion. A little one, like a little scare. Yeah, like SARS, I mean, right? Before before need- the world went like crazy with COVID where it's all like, oh shit, this got real. This affects me. You just need a tiny little SARS equivalent, you know, of alien outbreaks where there's just like a little glimpse of it. And everyone's like, oh, maybe we yeah, should take Earth- this seriously. 
the Earth needs its own 9-11. You know how America came together? Like, they were more unified than ever, which is exactly what Dick Cheney and George Bush uh, orchestrated. But, like, they, they, was, they were never more unified than the, than the months and the years following 9-11. We need a 9-11. Yeah. Again, this is one of those sentences. <laughs> <laughs> we need a 9-11. Michael Zabrecki, 2021. <laughs> <laughs> you're coming out. It's a, it's so you're coming out Cheers. with a few, few for the record books here. Um, few episodes in a row now. Yeah. Um, so maybe, maybe, maybe Stand we'll. we'll st- <laughs> um, okay. Clip this one up though. Yeah, we'll we'll clip it out. Uh, okay, let's no, let's don't get clip a- it out. I said clip it up. We'll clip it in multiple ways. Um, this is, uh, let's, let's jump into a little bit of other sort of tangential AI, AI talk here, because I feel like we're in the zone. Um, yeah, this was an interesting one from a while ago, which, oh my God, if I, okay. It's possibly more than two years old since it's been sitting in my notes, but I still find it interesting. So this, uh, this is, so the title of this article is AI trained on old scientific papers makes discoveries that humans missed. So this is... Can you uh, repeat that? Sure. AI, an AI trained on old scientific papers, makes discoveries that humans missed. Scientists use machine learning to reveal new scientific knowledge hidden in old research papers. So using um, a learning algorithm, basically uh, AI has made completely new scientific discoveries. So a study published in Nature... Researchers from a university used an algorithm to sift through scientific papers for connections humans had missed. Their algorithm spit out predictions for possible thermoelectric materials, which convert heat to energy and are used in many heating and cooling applications. The algorithm didn't know the definition of thermoelectric, so it received no training in material science. It just used word associations and then went through a but it was like imported with a bunch of data and then connected the dots between a uh, a huge variety of papers and made connections that scientists didn't. Sometimes it was doing what a researcher would do, which would be finding things that they could join the dots on. Other times it made cross-discipline associations. And so it trained the researchers trained the algorithm by assessing language in 3.3 million abstracts related to material science and ended up with a vocab of 500,000 words and then fed it into this algorithm, trained the neural network, and then basically just using these words, it was able to understand concepts like the periodic table, the chemical structure of molecules, that sort of thing. Find link concepts, you know, join the dots there, basically learn science from the ground up. Mm. And then after showing the capacity predict to predict future materials, they went back in time, scrapping recent data, testing it on old papers, seeing if it could predict scientific discoveries before they happened. And again, the algorithm worked. So they looked back at the wow. past applied the model and then found things that had been confirmed in later publications. So yeah, one experiment researchers analyzed papers published before 2009 and predicted one of the best modern day thermoelectric materials four years before it was discovered in 2012. So um, this algorithm is completely unsupervised. It builds its own connections. You can use it for things like medical research or drug discovery and basically take all of the disparate immense body of scientific research now and blend it all together 
and find things that humans haven't yet discovered from the work that humans have already done wild that's crazy man yeah i just think that 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 kind of place that we're in now where we have the immense commuting uh, computing speed to do these kind of calculations and things it, it's it's going to be pretty crazy the kind of things that we're soon going to be able to do oh dude by the time we're fucking like 60 it's going to be it's going to be crazy but like we're going to we're going to be still doing this podcast yeah and we're going to be having some crazy conversations we'll be in holograms and virtual reality we'll be in the metaverse probably and dude we'll be in the same room yeah. online we'll be able to jerk like, each other off in physically. person instead of just with our words we'll be able to milk each other <laughs> Have you heard about milking? I learned about milking the other day as a porn thing. Okay. I'm not going to lie. It's uh, intriguing. Yeah, I, like the, I like the concept. <laughs> you're just like sitting in like you're lying down in like a, a massage thing with a dick hole. It's like a glory hole, I guess. It's just a glory hole. But you're like faint, lying face down and then you get... I mean, the milking thing... I get, but it's a bit too much, I think. <laughs> it's a bit... The imagery is... Too harsh. Okay. But I like the concept. Okay. <laughs> um, is this where you thought we'd get 40 minutes into the podcast? No. And this is my point, though. This is what we'll be doing in, in 30 <laughs> years' time um, with, with technology. We're going to be like, do you remember when we were doing this podcast 30 years ago? Do you... We were talking about fucking AI governments, and now we are being, you know, we elected an AI government. Yeah. Did you ever? Did you ever really think? And yet we still have printers, which is weird. <laughs> yeah, they still don't work, which is actually and not they weird. Still don't Entirely work. believable. They're the yeah. one thing that just persisted somehow. Yeah, they make it through. Um, but the thing is, I was going to say this as well. Apart from the milking thing, that there, there's like an otherness to we as humans, we have an uh, there's like a sense of otherness to AI, and we're experiencing that now, even with like electric cars. Even mm. if you can put away where your um, personal or political bias to um, perfectly, you know, decent billionaires, um, that they are there are electric cars happening that are they're, they're automated and they work and but we still feel that they aren't as good as us, even though they clearly are. And well, then, I mean, well, we, okay. They're not though. They are though, dude. They're not. They're the cl- fucking, like people have died in them fine. all the time. You know what else people die in all the time? E-scooters. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that, that's the worst possible like analogy you could have thrown into that. Like something else <laughs> I, driven by humans. What a it felt dumb... too obvious to say. <laughs> <laughs> it felt too, too obvious to say cars, yeah. but like cars, like people die in cars all the time. I mean, they're sweet. Also, you know what else is driven by AI? Planes. Okay. Yeah, with humans Planes. in control still. Well, more. Well, I mean, yeah, but yeah. that's what electric. That's what the AI cars are like. That's what the Tesla cars are. Are aren't they? Yeah, but they're not they're not completely self-controlled. They're not. They're just they aren't perfect. They're nowhere near ready for like mass rollout, I don't think. Um well, it's interesting that you say that about the the fears of of AI um cuz this was something that you might have heard previously from a guy called Ted Chiang who was a guest on the Ezra Klein show. Okay. <laughs> Jeez. 
Bless you, dog. Bless you very much. Bless you. No. In advance. Bless you. I decided I wasn't going to sneeze. I'm going to give you two bless yous that you can cash in at a later date, but I'm not going to say it when you actually do it. You have to cash them in yourself. They're like okay. gift vouchers. Okay. But I could, like, do they expire today? Or could I hold on to them for a week or two? Three months. Three, <laughs> three months. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> you might have heard this because you listened to a bit of Ezra Klein, maybe? Yeah. Um, so this was uh, comments on uh, the fears of technology fears of ai and how they're potentially fears of capitalism so this was writer ted chang i might just read this little excerpt i like um i tend to think that most fears of ai are best understood as fears about capitalism i think this is actually true of most fears about technology too most of our fears or anxieties are best understood as fears and anxieties about how capitalism will use it against us and technology and capitalism have been so closely intertwined it's actually hard to distinguish the two Think about it this way. How much would we fear any technology, whether AI or some other? How much would you fear it if we lived in a world that was like Denmark or the entire world was run on the principles of Scandinavian countries? Universal healthcare, childcare, free college, maybe UBI as well. Now, if the entire world operates according to those principles, how much do you worry about a new technology then? Probably much, much less than you do now. Most of the things you worry about under the mode of capitalism is things that are going to put people out of work, things that are going to make people's lives harder, things that corporations will see as a way to increase profits and reduce costs. It's not intrinsic to that technology. It's that that technology is being used in a system which is putting people out of work. It's capitalism wanting to reduce costs by laying people off. So it's not like that technology suddenly becomes benign, but maybe in a world where you have really strong social safety nets, you could evaluate the pros and cons of technology as a technology as opposed to seeing how capitalism is going to use it against it, how a giant corporation is going to use it to increase profits as our expense. So one of the unexamined assumptions in a lot of discussions about the inevitability... Is this still you talking? Is this you talking? This is me reading article. still. Okay. Yeah. One of the, I'm summarizing a little bit. One of the unexamined assumptions in a lot of discussions about the inevitability of technological change and technology induced unemployment is fundamentally capitalism and the fact we're unable to sort of question capitalism. We take it as an assumption it will always exist and never escape it. It's sort of the background radiation that we are all having to live with. So um, I just thought that was a really interesting sort of insight into yeah. the way that, that we interpret the arrival of new technologies and and things like machine learning like that it's funny that um it sounds like his take is that people's uh people's um hesitation with technology and ai technology advancing is that um they're worried that it's it's gonna turn around and uh hurt us in the future whereas i i thought my i thought people's i thought people had a, just a distrust of it like it wasn't up to scratch or that humans could do it better yeah i mean i think there's both right that there is the mm. there's a the big picture kind of like the robots are going to take over right like that's that's the kind of the complete far end spectrum of it where yeah. where that they've decided they know how to run the world better than us. But there, then there's the more practical, realistic side, which is how many supermarkets do you go to now where you have a bagger who stands at the end of the aisle and puts things in a bag for you? And how many are now more self-checkouts than they are 
human run things, right? Like there is a certain yeah. point at which very basic tasks become cheaper and more affordable to do digitally than they do to make than they do make sense to employ people, right? So that that's also a very yeah. real thing. How many factories are now automated where it used to be humans? It, it's both, right? Yeah. And I guess people also, maybe another fear that they have is that when, I mean, people have always feared um, AI taking their jobs, which is a genuine fear. And up until this point, historically, we've been able to, I mean, I assume people have been like, okay, well, we'll find other, we'll find other jobs. It's like tough to deal with at the start. It's kind of like the Uber taxi thing, I guess. But at a certain point, we're going to get to a point where a lot of the jobs are taken up, like a lot of them, like maybe most of them. Yeah. And maybe this is way down the track. And then what do we do then? Like, what do we do when people don't work anymore? What happens then? Do we lose our purpose? Well, is that another fear that people have? Well, that's that. We, I think we've touched on this a quite a long time ago on this podcast, but there is that question of if people's jobs previously have been effectively cogs in the machine, not in a disparaging way, but like society has things to do and people have needs and to get those needs done, other people need to do work. And so it all kind of fed on itself, right? If you get to a point where so much of that can be done by machines and you're not needed for a particularly mundane purpose, then if there is no social safety nets, you have a real economical and and, and personal problem with what do people subsist on? How do they survive? Um, but the flip side, as you say, is if, if you do and people can get by and get their food and live in their house and do what they want, then what do they do if there's not even options? Not in a question of, uh, are they bumming around or, or do they want to choose to work so they can earn more than just the basic income and, and still attain things beyond, you know, the fundamentals. But what if there really is nothing there to do? It's quite an interesting place to end up. There's going to be a lot more podcasts, that's for sure. <laughs> that's the thing. I mean, the impulse is to, to predict that oh, people will just go to their hobbies or give people more time to be creative but not everyone's creative i would say most people probably aren't and for a lot of people especially guys who are you know tradies or what have you got like real work i mean they're they uh that i don't know what else i mean it gives those that i'm just thinking i'm just isolating that one particular job kind of vague sector industry but like for those type of people I feel like they they're the ones that are going to be fucked because they they're not not that it's a bad thing but they're like not they don't have they're not creative they're like their work they're, they're practically minded and they're logistical and their work is what they derive a lot of their value from yeah i mean at a certain point there will still be physical practical work to do right like it will take someone to lay my lay a road right at least for a fair well maybe not maybe that can become maybe a big not, machine but... as well yeah 
but at a certain point does it then become busy work effectively like do you know that it's not really doing anything you're not really contributing but you're doing something so you're sort of maintaining stuff just to maintain it um well that's interesting that's interesting because i because the other thing is not everyone really needs that like grand purpose for life i mean that's why we have social media monitor like coordinators you know like they're not doing anything but like they uh they have like a job or even like marketing people i mean they're doing something they have convinced themselves not to shit on those people <laughs> you're like con- in comms <laughs> i mean I, I i include myself in that um but they're it, jobs that don't really have any real you know but there's no need for these jobs you know yeah but i mean we can convince ourselves that that we are doing something i mean it's just convincing ourselves like these jobs don't there's no necessity for them they're they are they're luxury jobs yeah i mean it's almost like maybe it's not a big issue as we as we think it is it's almost like we've found a definition for it unintentionally in this past couple of years by working out what is literally an essential worker and what is not like we've kind of worked it out people in the front lines people in food production areas and medical facilities and everyone else is at a second tier of necessity right and it's not to say that they don't help people there aren't repercussions to their actions but if it all was being taken care of by machines you could probably stop doing that work and it wouldn't affect people absolutely and and who knew the the checkout chick that you you didn't think anything of or you you, you know looked down on maybe she's on the front lines all of a sudden maybe if an ai was running the government she'd be getting paid 150k a year seeing it sister are you a ubi guy yeah we've do been through ha- that discussion yeah do you do you have a uti <laughs> i was thinking it but then I didn't, I thought uh, the, there's not going to be a way to elegantly put that in. And you just no, decided I to didn't. say it outright. <laughs> I really, I really massacred that. Yeah, but that's okay. You're, you're neither drunk nor sober. So it's, it was bound to happen. That's actually exactly what I am. Yeah. Wow. Uh, sitting through the internet with me this week. Nope, that's the wrong section. Uh, <laughs> if, <laughs> the intro. <laughs> that's the intro. Okay, shall we get started? Um, that's the end of this podcast, or is it? Dot 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 cliffhanger. See, watch this. They'll stick around still. Um, if you've enjoyed the episode, then please feel free to check out others. There are plenty there, 171 others, in fact, and they're all um, riveting, and they all contain a secret code where if you can join all of it together, you'll unlock a special prize. So go back and listen to them. Uh, you can also find uh, Facebook and Twitter and SoundCloud and Instagram. And, oh, SoundCloud. We're only a couple of episodes away from our Christmas debuts. So um, keep an ear out for those. And mm-hmm. check out our old songs um, from previous Christmassy jingles. Um, and, of course, you can always send us a email to deepfort at gmail.com with your questions. And we will read it out, even if we forget who sent it in or why. But we did it this time. So there you go. Quick couple of shout outs that I missed last week. Yeah. Um, ben and Adele got married. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you don't agree with the you don't agree with the wedding? I thought 
I thought I still had a chance, but no, it's really, yeah. It's happened, man. It's happened. Get over it. Yeah. Congratulations, Ben. And Congratulations, Ben and Adele. I wish I could have been Adele. there. Yeah, weirdly, I got invited to the bachelor party and not the wedding. Is that weird, or is that? Did you go to normal? the bachelor party? No. Well, that's probably why you didn't get invited to the wedding. I mean, that's not how it works, is it? Is that a thing? If you're not putting in the effort, mate, why would you? Why'd you expect them to? I mean, do you get in the bachelor? The bachelor party was the night before the wedding. Is that when you got your invite? <laughs> is that... It is a little odd now that you say it aloud. Is it weird? It is a bit weird. Maybe they just sent it to the wrong address. Maybe you were invited. No, they would have followed up, surely, if you hadn't RSVP'd. I, I mean, I didn't. I wouldn't have expected to be invited anyway. Um, yeah. But, like, it was weird. I guess maybe the friends organized the bachelor party. But then even the friends, like, I don't know the You'd friends. You'd have to run the list past. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It was a weird Interesting. one. So I didn't go out of spite to the bachelor party. Yeah, fair and enough. And also out of border restrictions. Yeah. Um, but the other thing is, uh, the other shout out was, uh, Ben and Laura Kemp had a, had a child, oh, a second child. child. Yeah. Uh, Imogen Rose. Well, I don't think you should name, should we give him a fake name? No, why? I, I, I mean, it's a child. It's a baby. I know, but that, I mean, just a breach of privacy. Why? What if that child grows up and hears this and, and is, you know, resentful? We could be sued. Imogen. Are you listening right now? Because mm. I'm your father. Okay, Ben. Ben, um, put put the earphones on your <laughs> on your <laughs> weeks old child, please. Just stick them in, and and now we've got a Ben's <laughs> Ben's put Rock the put the earphones on. Yep. Ben, are the headphones on. Are the headphones on. Put them put them okay. on your newborn child. Now Here, her, Michael's got a message. Now her real father's gonna send her to sleep. Okay. Well, she can just play back this episode, and maybe she'll fall asleep. <laughs> Uh, no, congratulations, Ben. Congrats, well. guys. I hope it's going well. Um, Is that number two? Yeah, number twosies. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, don't call it number two because that's poo, Nick. Oh, um, oops. And babies yeah. are the opposite of poo. <laughs> and that's a fact. <laughs> um, I saw the Bond movie, by the way. Yeah. What do you think? What okay, was spoil- going on? I spoil- had no spoiler, idea. Spo- spoiler zone. Spoiler zone. I mean, I couldn't spoil it if I wanted to. I had no idea what was well, going on. Well, you can spoil confused. the end. I don't. I don't even remember. I don't remember anything about it. Did you see the I Bond movie, or did you just have a dream and then wake up the next morning? This is the thing about action movies, and it's probably why part of the reason why I don't like superhero movies. When it's so much action, I don't even know what's going on. Like I'm like, who's angry at who and why? I'm like, oh, I don't know. Like I seriously, I seriously cannot follow what's. But going we've on. had. A, this- we've started to discover that you actually are not good at re- retaining like any narrative. plot or narrative no, at all. I'm not. It's uh, it's when, like only do you know, dialogue. Dude. Do you know sincerely the number of people who reached out to me after you said on the show that you hadn't realized in good grief that there was a proposal? Like Are multiple people reached out to me and were like, that was weird that he didn't oh realize that happened because it's like serious? an active multiple people. <laughs> There's wow. like an active part of that show. Yeah. Oh shit. I can't I seriously cannot I I don't know characters' names. That's one. Yeah, that's that's All okay. I, the only thing that I can retain is like the relationships and dialogue. Yeah, everything else visuals, is just noise right? to me. But like you can you and, you could remember like a sound and you can re- remember like a shot. What is this? In a, a in, if you're watching a movie, 
you can you remember like soundtrack oh right right right, right. yeah and yeah, could yeah. you remember no, like visual. a shot like a visual yes for sure yeah i mean if it's but you just I can't mean, stitch could... it together I just yeah I the the, the the I can't join the dots. I'm like seriously like dyslexic or something. Like it Movie feels dyslexic. like d- d- yeah man like na- narrative dyslexia or something. I really feel like I in the Bond film I was like I mean I love the idea of Bond. I I did start to question if I actually did like Bond or I just like the idea of Bond <laughs> because I was like oh so so excited for the film, but then throughout it I was just like oh. I don't even know. I seriously don't know what's going on. I mean, a lot of that was predicated on the past four films worth of, cause it was sort of serialized storytelling. Like it's the girlfriend from the last film. It's the, right. the connective tissue of, of Spectre and the, the girlfriend, like the first love from um, like Vesper from Casino Royale is still referenced in this movie. So there is a lot of right. like backstory shit here, which it's playing off of. Um, you can't expect us to, you know, remember references from like eight years ago. Yeah, I mean, some people would, but yeah, I, I, I did feel a bit that way as well because I, I think Sean came with us to see it, and he hadn't seen any of the Daniel Craig films at all. Like, he, it wasn't oh, that wow. he'd seen them and forgotten them; he just came along. And I walked out of the film and was like, did that make any fucking sense to you whatsoever? <laughs> because it was so heavily predicated on like. Oh, this Jeffrey Wright character, he's been like a mainstay of the past four films. So this is why this means that, you know. Um, is is he the blonde guy? No, Jeffrey Wright is uh, the black guy, the CIA agent, the American agent. I have zero recollection of a black CIA agent. Okay, sure. Zero. Yeah. Um, did what? Uh, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. We're doing spoilers. Did you think it was interesting that they killed him off at the end? Killed who off? James Bond. I, what? Did you see this movie? I'm not actually sure if you did see the movie. Is this a joke? It's not a joke. You're fucking with me. I'm not fucking with you. Are you fucking with me? I swear to God, I'm not. They they kill him off. They blow him up in like a missile explosion. No, he can't. How How could he be dead? They blow him up. He explodes on screen into a million fiery pieces and then MI6 gets together at the end and they they pour a whiskey and they all toast each other at the end and they're like, oh, to James Bond, you know, what a man, what a guy. You know, he, he, did, he was kind of rapey and weird for a bit there, but whatever. Do you not remember <laughs> I, this? I genuinely, on your mother's life, have okay. no idea that he died. I mean, I mean... <laughs> I genuinely think this is a bit a hundred percent true. The film is called No Time they... to Die. Why would they kill Oh, what about Tomorrow Never Dies? Well, tomorrow it has now died. Oh, that's clever actually. Yeah. Is that what that means? Um no, why would they kill him off though? Because Daniel Craig's not coming back. Yeah, but there's another Bond. There'll be another Bond. Yeah, but that's the big question. That's what everyone's talking about. What are they going to do? Is it going to be James Bond again? Is it going to be the hand 007 over to a different character name? Like, what is it going to do? No one knows. Come on. Just have James Bond. It'll probably just be James Bond again, but a different guy. A different guy will be James Bond now. It'll be a reboot. And they'll have, they'll, by then they'll have the technique because James Bond evolves 
the technology evolves with the times, you see. Yeah. But then they'll be able to stitch him back together. <laughs> yeah. We did see you get blown up by like a gigantic missile strike. But, but it would just yeah, look like just... one of those old teddy bears. We put a couple of band-aids on it. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, who's the who's the guy that, that does all the gear? Q. Q. Yeah. Thanks, Q. I'm, Q. I'm, That's fun. I've now... I, I'm now feeling like you should mention this to your psychologist because they might be able to offer some interesting insights. Well, that's an interesting point. I was thinking of blowing off the psych because I think I'm done. I think I'm fixed. Yeah, I think I'm all good. I think I'm bet. I think I'm I'm a perfect person now. I think that's the first sign that, that you issues. need to continue with a psychologist. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, that's actually a good point. Maybe I will because I have brought up the um, the. I initially wanted to get um, tested for ADD, mm. but then he was like, "I'm a psychologist, not a psychiatrist." And I'm like, "How am I supposed to know that?" I don't know I what any of these words mean. <laughs> I don't fucking know what you're saying. Yeah, you sort it out. Um, but yeah, it's weird that psych. It's weird that psychologist and psycho- psychiatrist. They're so they sound so close. I mean, yeah. I know I'm an idiot, but like. <laughs> Choose a different name. Like, just do like Schmeichmeiertrist or something. <laughs> what? Like, again, again, your your comparative analogy is so ridiculous because you explicitly made the words rhyme. You just changed the initial letters. You did the one thing which you're trying to get away from, which is make it sound like the other thing. <laughs> well, it would help if it started with an S. Yeah, if you put an S there, that'll definitely fix the problem. Schmeichmeiertrist. <laughs> S S P S Y Spy slash try. I mean you're gonna remember an S P S Y. Yeah. Oh god. So uh the video game that I had been working on for a lot of last year yeah. and a little bit at the start of this year, Sherlock Holmes chapter one just came out this week and I just wanted to give a shout out to there to any of the game playing folks in our audience that if you're into detectives um mysteries and investigations and open world gameplay that sherlock is out on ps5 and xbox series x and pc and um soon to be uh last gen consoles as well um so uh get in it because i wrote a lot of the main scenes and the cutscenes and the dialogue and everything in that game so it's um it's been very cool to see come out and have well reviewed for the story aspects at least yeah Excited, excited for that. Mm. Excited. I mean, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, you don't sound very excited, but I'll accept your congratulations. I, I just, I, I considered uh, just faking it and just saying I played the game and and then kind of giving and it. You that would good. immediately. Fall and I was apart. like, I'm not going to be able to do this. No. <laughs> but uh, I'm proud of you, Nick. Yeah, I'm thank proud you. Of I you. thought I would just give you a, give give it a shout out. Um, I also have a, a, a Michael's miffed. I got a tiny miff and I, this is a fresh miff hot off the, hot off the stove from early tonight. So I don't know if you've got any other miffs you want to, um, add to the oh, mix, I but do. I've just got you a little. combine miffs? Yeah. Do you want to um, cross swords and combine miffs? Okay. Shall we, shall we do a, a quickie miff? Oh, I love a combined quick miff. Oh.
right. Uh, would you like me to start off? Yeah, should we go toe for toe? I've only got one, but we, I'll put oh. my one toe forward and then you can fill out the rest of the foot. Okay. Um, I, of course, it'll be up to you to judge whether or not this is a, a regular myth, a mega myth, or a mini myth. Um, <laughs> so here's something that happened to me a little bit earlier. Pretty frustrated. Um, cooking, uh, made some dinner, went and sat down for dinner, and... Just in case, I like to have a little bit of a security blanket with me in the form of a paper towel, just in case the hands get involved, but you're like touching other totally things. Get it. Need to have I'm it nearby. I'm a big nearby. napkin guy myself. Yeah. I'm a big napkin guy. Yeah. Got to have one handy. Went to get um, some paper towel off the rack. Brand new roll. Pretty exciting. You pull that attached piece, right, off of the roll. Mm-hmm. Here's the myth, Michael. Give me the myth. myth it me, got... Baby. It got separate. I was trying to find the start, right? And it oh. was a two-ply it was a two-ply paper towel and oh, no. one layer had stuck and the other one came off so I unwound and oh. then it was doing that thing where it's like it's off kilter like you could technically break it but it's actually oh. the bottom of one sheet and the top of the next one and they're side by side oh, and you're trying no. to like get around then you're one half ply length ahead that's like oh, the wrong dear. length Oh, just so irritating. Oh, and then you like un- just rip it all. Ugh. I was miffed. That's a that's a solid myth, man. Like that's a medium myth, but okay. that's a solid. That's, that's a rego. That's right in the middle. Yeah. I mean, I've we've all been I've we've all been there. Yeah. I mean, the the whole toilet paper slash paper towel situation slash tape. Why situation, do they even glue it? Why do they stick the end one down? Stick work something out like Invent something. Just let it be loose. Tuck it in. You Tuck know, the edge in. You know it's miffing all of us, and yet you've done nothing <laughs> in done... however many years. Yeah. You know, no, no, I, I thought mean, that we were... Myth, there was a period where I thought the future had arrived, um, early thousands, when they invented the paper towel tissue box, where you could just pull a single-use paper towel out. But that's... Okay. You can't find them anymore. We were living in the future, and then the future said, ah, it's not for you, and disappeared. We've we've regressed. I yeah, uh, I can't wait for that documentary. Who killed the uh, Who killed the tissue box paper towel? Yeah, fucking, it hurts, man. That's a solid myth, man. Um, I got a couple myself. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, starting off easy, okay. probably a mini myth, but you be the judge. I will. When people say, Gladly. instead of show business, they say this business we call show. <laughs> I. <laughs> I, 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 every time I like gag, I <laughs> How hate often it does this so come much. up? <laughs> when uh, I, I hear it, I, I hear it like maybe once every three months. Is it on like you're months. watching YouTube videos, like chat shows, or actors. is it like it's in always person? actors or talk okay. media personalities? Okay. This business we call show. I seriously, no matter how much I don't care about the, the actual person saying it. I just like I fucking I want to throw up. I, I hate it so much. <laughs> I think that's a yeah, mini myth, but I, I I'm I'm glad that you shared it. I think it's a James. It's like a, I imagine James Corden saying it. So. What? Yeah. Well, that definitely makes it a mega myth because he's fucking annoying as shit. Um, <sighs> what about if they said this buizness we call show? What if they added a bit of like stank to it? This buizness. No, it's just the it's just the it's just the the corniness of going show business this business. Oh, 
I can't yeah. even. I genuinely, I can't even think about this. I what about? I need to move. What about? Does it to apply on. to other things? Like if, it, oh, that's yes. a funny business. If you said this business that we call funny, would that still I mean, great? That would be funny. <laughs> that would be funny. But I think it's usually done with like pre- pretentious like actor types that are so full of themselves. So it's it's also the it personality is. delivering it. Yeah, maybe. Just on that, mm-hmm. um, just of things people say again, probably a mini. But uh, when people say it's been a minute, okay, that one rather than saying oh, seems... it's been a while, mm. it's been a minute. Wait, like, what did you say? Like, it's in... been, what did you say it was instead of? Oh, so it's, say we instead of a, a it's been a while. In... Yeah, so say we haven't done a podcast in a while. I would say, oh, it's been a minute, Nick. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's just sh- shut up, shut the fuck mm. up. I don't this. know. I think that one's. I don't think that's widespread enough. People say it all the time. Maybe not. I know people say it all the time. I mean, that I don't feel like that's going to relate to anyone. I don't think anyone else listening is going to be like, yep, get in the bin. Here's my issue. Uh-huh. Here's my issue with it. That people think it's a cool thing to say. I hate it when people think they're being cool. Okay, this I is hate this it. is now actually exploring. We've, we've, we've arrived at the deeper issue here, right? Is Which is you don't like the people above their station. Because it's true with the show business. It's yeah. you don't like people acting like they're pretentious, and this is this is what it's yeah. been a minute is because you you're projecting onto them that they think they're better than you because they said it differently. Yeah. Correct. That's exactly what I'm I'm getting at. I think this is also why you didn't like when people hold hands in public because <laughs> you also thought that they were like rubbing it in your face. Yeah, now that you said it, uh, all these myths could be just projections about, about <laughs> my own personal issues. <laughs> but let's. That's let's, what the segment's about, right? Let's sidestep that let's, for the moment. <laughs> let's leave that. Um, I, got, I got two more myths. Do you have time for two more? Oh, myths? I've got all the time in the world for you, buddy. <laughs> that was so weird. The way <laughs> you said that. <laughs> I, I was trying you out buddy. Do you like it? It's buddy, yeah. Um, maybe, have you encountered this? Women in Uh-oh. their in their twenties and thirties. I know we're getting gendered. It's <laughs> always dangerous. But have you noticed this like kind of? Do you know? Have you ever noticed how much I love and respect them? <laughs> how amazing! They how are. amazing um, they are! No, but seriously, women in their twenties and thirties, it's like got getting into astrology. Have you encountered this? Yeah, I know it's a thing. It's like a trendy thing, but they like they'll say like, "Oh, that's you're such a Gemini for doing." But like, I'm like, "Are you joking, or or do you really think this?" But then when they talk amongst themselves, they think it. So it's like this like fad. I think it's like it's like a it's like a trend, but it's it's gender specific trend that just put it amongst women and amongst like kind of hipstery women. Within it's hipstery like kind of, women, it's tolerated. It's t- to- yeah, that's in my in my experience. Right. It's like tolerated, and so now it's like cool, and it's like an it's like a fun thing. Is it one of those do. things like where you started saying stupid because you thought it was a fun way to say it, and then you just kept going because it's sort of locked into your brain? Is it one of those things where you think people started, oh, I'm a Virgo, so I can't do that, and then it kind of just latched on? Okay, thanks for that, but. I mean, it's not like that at all because that is just a a comedic choice that you can't not do now. Say stupid the correct way. Stupid. Stay. Say stupid the correct. 
I don't want to say it like that. Say, I say it the I correct like, way. No, prove I that like, you prove that you can do it. I I can say stupid. Yeah, no, I, you still I, got it wrong. I I Stu- don't want to say it. Stupid. I don't want to say it the other way. <laughs> you, it you, sounds you're, better. You're starting to reinforce my point that you can't get out of it now. It's a conscious choice that I can't help but not do. <laughs> okay, too many negatives. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, but the other thing with the astrology thing is that it's a belief system. Like They're like adopting a religion. Yeah. Although, can I say something about astrology? <laughs> <laughs> It's surpri- Wait, I don't know if this surprisingly is the... Michael, I don't know if accurate. this is the space. <laughs> it's surprisingly accurate. Like, have you ever looked into, like, the, the... Do you reckon there could be something with astrology, but it's not, like, celestial? Yeah. Or have I just got sucked into my own fucking uh, myth? But, <laughs> but there could be maybe something to do with, like, the seasons or something. But then it wouldn't apply to the Northern Hemisphere. I don't know, it's yeah. a whole thing. I mean, I, I feel like... I feel like we've come full circle way back to an old Seggies of ours where we just need you to give us some <laughs> some astrology. Was that a, was that a Seggy? Yeah. Um, oh. What did we call that? Dude, we should we should start a spreadsheet oh, with all of people our People are screaming it out. It had a name. Do you remember Imp- Impression of the Week? Was Impression the, of the was Week, the, we did uh, a thing. That was like the first seg. It was. Um, and then it got, in your eyes, too, quote, racist. No. <laughs> I thought you were going to say too commercial. <laughs> um, what no, was, when it was, what when was I did Mama tr- Juju, you were like, okay, yeah, Mama Juju. Because- we're going to pull it on the impression yeah. of the week. <laughs> it's not so much an impression. No, no, that was the astrology. That was the astrology one. That's when oh, we stopped. That, but I okay, can't remember. So what was that segment called? I have no idea, dude. If you know... Uh, I'm gonna. It's killing me. Because there was wait. There's someone a big, will email us in. It was a if big. You know th- it seriously? Can you email? Us? I can remember what the topic was, because it was the big three: romance, finance, and ads. Oh, yes, <laughs> of course. Uh, yes. But I just don't remember and what the. I don't remember what the yeah. name of it was. Another seggy in the dust. Thanks, Another. cancel culture. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Right, I got one more Final myth. myth. I got one more myth. Yeah, yeah. Real quick myth. Okay. And this is probably a mini as well. But you know those shirts that have like the tassels on them that go like up on the arms. So say it's like a short sleeve shirt. Uh-huh. And it's got like a tassel that folds back and clicks in. It's like a loopy, like uh, a You don't mean thing. a tassel. Oh, you mean, okay. So it's like, it's a hem on the sleeve. It folds up and then there's like no. a button and a loop yes. which holds it into yes. place. Yes, correct. Yeah. And it's often paired with like a shoulder one of those as well, uh-huh. like like kind of a military style. Uh-huh. But here's the thing: uh-huh. only fucking losers wear those shirts. And no offense if you wear one of those shirts, but like I only <laughs> ever see fucking absolute losers wearing those shirts. Okay, they look terrible. So you, but, you, I, but so they a... also again, they think they look cool, man. Okay, so you're you're cool feeling and, you're res- me. you're resenting them because they're they're projecting a kind of militaristic authority that they haven't earned. And you don't want you don't you don't respect someone just wearing something they haven't earned, right? Exactly, Nick. Do you take Medicare by any chance? Because I am in love mm. with this new arrangement that we have. Yeah. Well, I'm not a psychiatrist, so <laughs> very perfect. 
I hit 78 kilos, which was my goal weight. Oh, wow. Congrats. That's seven kilos that I lost in two months. In three months. But two and a half, essentially. That's even more crazy. I know. So is it still you're you're not running every day still or you are running every day? I'm not even running. I'm not even running. You know what it is? Intermittent fasting, I swear. I mean, I have no idea what it is, but I, I, mean, I think it's intermittent probably, fasting. Probably all the food you're not eating. That would probably be it. Eating twice a day. <laughs> yeah. I, I've, I've got no idea what it is, but I've dropped down from three <laughs> meals a day to two meals a day. But that's... It I, works, I, baby. Yeah. Wow, congrats. But, so are you going to try thanks. and maintain here? Well, so here's the thing. I tried to join a gym the other day. So I'm in a new area. Yeah. But I... Actually, I, I noticed your arms. I know I keep talking about this, but your arms. You, you look really buff. You look good. Fuck. It's so weird, dude, though. <laughs> it's so weird. Okay, so I moved into a new area, but I'm only here for a couple of months. And I want to join a new gym. So I thought I'd... What's, I still need to work out what's the best option here. Yeah. Anytime fitness, as they have multiple, like uh, maybe you suggested this, or maybe the, when I called up the guy on the phone did. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, you definitely asked which one I go to, and I had be- I had been with Anytime Fitness when I went to Melbourne, so I think I'd mentioned that I had had the international access because of where I go currently. So it was probably yes. in your head because of that. So I so I'm trying to find a, a new gym, but I don't want to. <laughs> All the all the gym contracts are, you know, for six, 12 months or even if you go, I mean, month by month is ideal, but it's like a lot of money. So I tried to sign up for, um, well, I, I investigated with Anytime Fitness and the guy immediately, I did this over the phone, the guy immediately booked me in for a, a session, like a, a talk. A consult, yeah. Consult. And I was like, I knew, I knew what they were doing. Like, I mean, this is like their whole model. Get, just get them in the building. And I knew it was happening. And I was like, you know what, fuck it. I'll, it sounds like, it sounds like the most viable option. But then I, I looked up their fees that they were listed, not on their website, but elsewhere. And I knew it was a hundred dollar up fee and a, what a five fifty dollars or $70 card thing. And then you have to pay for the, a month up front or whatever. And I thought I'll be able to. I'll be able to swindle this guy. I'll be able to get out of the sign-up fee. And we sat down and he was like, first of all, he was like, okay, we want to get a, like a profile of your fitness right here. Uh, how much do you exercise, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. How much have you been exercising before lockdown, in lockdown? Do you drink? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, yeah, I like a drink myself. Yeah, he's doing that thing. He's mm-hmm. like, trying to relate mm-hmm. and i said to him probably not as much as me <laughs> <laughs> and, and he said oh yeah i'll probably see you around one of these pubs sometime still trying to relate and i said to him i'm not joking i said to him yeah i like to drink by myself up in my room with the lights off <laughs> and he, he said and he said well, i probably won't see you there then <laughs> <laughs> good for him Good for him. You are being such a problematic client. And he was doing his best and, you know, good for him. Rolling with the punches. I could see his brain. I could could tell. I mean, I think this is is is... the level that you're 
assholeriness from historical times has descended to, right? Where it's not outwardly malignant, and it's not really insulting, it's just you're fucking with someone just for the sake of, like, a momentary endorphin hit of you being a smartass. And no one's gonna, like, go home crying about it, but no one's really gonna be like, oh, what a fun consult that was either. (laughs) (laughs) I like to think it's evolved Uh um, to that. But no, you're right. And I think it's also like the bro thing. Like, you're, I probably got a chip in my shoulder. I mean, look, let's bring it back to the podcast. You were feeling a little bit like he was up on a pedestal. You wanted to bring him down to size. You couldn't do it physically, so you used your words. Okay, can you stop psychoanalyzing me, dude? Like, this is. What are you paying me for? <laughs> anyway, he, sh- he shows me up to the gym, and I, this is like the. the so this set the tone for this like kind of character that I adopted for this consult. Um, and he showed me up to the gym. It's so and he weird was like, that he went to gym in a character. <laughs> it wasn't in character, but uh, it was like a tone that I wanted to set, which was like the cavalier guy, like the guy that I'm really better than this. I don't him. need this. Win me over. That's the guy. That's the guy. I wanted to be one. I wanted to be wined and dined. Because I went, I, Andy, Han, our mutual friend, Andy Hanley, gave me some fucked up advice in hindsight. He said, they want you. Okay. They want you. So just go in there with that knowledge. And then, you know, that this was like the mentality that was going in with uh-huh. to avoid this sign up fee. Uh-huh. But then I think I overshot it a little bit. Yeah, too possibly. So <laughs> when you when you go, I drink by myself in my room all night. I have no friends and no activities. I have nothing. I have no money. Please take pity on me. I can't do anything in my life. Alcohol is controlling me. I need something, anything. Get me out of this hole. Please, please. I'm a loser. I've got nothing. Take pity on me, sir. Please. My, my life is in shambles. I am nothing. <laughs> I mean, it, it's a play. It's a strong I mean, play. It's a play. Yeah. 